Well, I've got a brand new FlyQuest jersey. Apparently, I can't see Curly right now, but apparently we're wearing matching jerseys. Uh, we are. There's a potential storm brewing outside. You can kind of see the trees moving behind me. So who knows? Uh, Knox broke his laptop right before the stream started. Yeah, it's trash. <laughs> we were all saying <laughs> how completely unprepared for this show we are. But here we are. It's Flight Check, Season 1, Episode 19, I'm pretty sure. And you know what? We're here to have some fun and discuss some League of Legends because you know what? Even when you go 3 there's always, always a chance for redemption. I'm Sandy Toes, uh, one-third of the Flight Check podcast, and to my uh, left, mostly, are my co-hosts, Knox War and Curly Double Q. Fellas, how are we feeling tonight? Well, <clears throat> I really... Um... Nate would know this because he was there. Uh, I really wanted to make sure I was in the proper mindset for mm. discussing an 03 weekend. Yeah. By myself going 0 and 3 <laughs> on stream today in my right place, <laughs> Just so I could truly understand what needs to go right and then not go right and everything about it. Right. Um. So I'm feeling very humbled. <laughs> um. I... I, I don't know what's in the oven, I'm going to be honest. Oh, uh, oh in terms of mystery hot, hot take. Mystery oven. <laughs> For all I know, I'm going to be sent hot takes, like, just through the ether. I have no idea. But yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Interesting weekend. Interesting, Interesting weekend. Yes. Uh, Knox, uh, our resident Pickums guru... Move over, uh, Prophet Cole. It's Prophet Knox in the house. Um, <laughs> did you did you see that they had like missing memes of Prophet Cole in I did, their Discord I did. earlier today? Those were uh, <laughs> those were excellent. I truly, I truly enjoyed those. Uh, but Knox sitting up there in fourth place for Pickums. How does it feel? Uh, feels good in the sense that I'm in the top four. Feels bad knowing that it's l practically impossible for me to overcome in the first. Right, uh, right. I, I literally have to have, I think, it's five different picks compared to Nico, who's in first right now. And, and I have to have all of those picks correct yeah. to overtake him. So I, I'm yeah. just, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to try, don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's happening. Man, well, uh, so 03 week rough uh the the best part <laughs> is that uh golden guardians and clg i feel like i say this every single week now but golden guardians and clg are also bad teams and uh we have managed to stay ahead of them for eighth place um so currently as the way the standings shake out uh flyquest sitting at 13 and 29 golden guardians 12 and 30 and CLG right behind them, 11 and 31. Um, Five-game loss streak now for the uh, new main roster after a four hot start. Streak. After a four-game win streak where we all got excited. And uh, I might need to cancel my hotel in China. You know, it might, uh, worlds might not be around the corner. I was going to say, what's, uh, what's your refund policy, Sandy? <laughs> uh, so far, outlook not so good. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll, I'll have to make something up with my credit card company, you know. 
stolen number, you know, fraudulent activity, something like that. Alternatively, we somehow in the next week get you a job on the world's broadcast oh, yeah. team. Uh, so you have to be there. Anyway. Perfect. Yes. I'll, Honestly, uh, I'll... Big brand curly over here. See? <laughs> Just like jump all of the barriers the... to entry of the uh, of the field. This is why we need you on the show for these big brain <laughs> takes that otherwise <laughs> Knox and I just can't think outside the box on. You know, we're just too tunnel vision. See, my brain's in my hair. So, like, it's just always going to be. <laughs> His hair is full of secrets and big brain ideas, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all right. Well, let's hop straight into the weekend. Team Liquid, the first game, Friday night. Uh, I came home. I was excited to see. Uh, this matchup. Now, if I recall correctly, um, I predicted a win here. Curly predicted a win here. And Nox War predicted an L. Did I predict speaking? I, I could be wrong. I might I might no. have that mixed up, in fact. No, I, I knew we weren't going to beat TL. Okay, that's reasonable. Uh, that's reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, as it turns out, uh, Aurelia... Good champion. Um, Just a little bit. A little bit. Uh, let me pull up this this match history right here. So the Camille, uh, and you know the big thing in this game clearly was Kumo getting absolutely shut out of lane. Uh, could not do a single thing, um, which was truly truly unfortunate. Uh, Alfari just getting so far ahead. Um, the set pick here, I remember seeing in the Discord a little bit of consternation. Uh, and, you know, it's three days later. I still don't like the pick. Nox, I mean, what were your thoughts seeing the set in the top lane uh, going into the Camille? Um... It can be good, especially because it can be very disruptive with the uh, set W as well as just the giant grit shield, right? Mm -hmm. So it makes it very hard for the Camille to lock you down. And so, I mean, like the, the lane matchup is okay, right? But the problem is um, TL took the time to send resources top for Alfari, which is what I was kind of afraid of in this matchup, right? And so basically we had the one gank top. We really, really that gank like we we spent a lot of resources for it and we got the kill but then what ends up happening is our man ends up going top and basically just does not let uh kumo get anything like he's being pushed off his wave he can't farm at all he even has a mistake later on where he like goes too far forward and get ends up getting killed again for it and it was mm -hmm. kind of a, like a really dumb mistake if i'm being honest like he should like he knew he was they were there right yeah and so it was just one of those things of just after that gank it almost wasn't worth it and then Armeo was like, okay, fine. I'm going to make sure Alfari needs to do what he needs to do because he's honestly, in my opinion, the best carry on the Team Liquid team right now. Mm -hmm. And basically just didn't let Kumo do anything. So I don't have that many issues with the set pick itself. I had more of an issue with how FlyQuest as a team decided to handle the pressure that was being shown top lane from Armeo and how they weren't able to respond to it properly. Yeah, I mean, I felt like, once again, early game was the big difficulty. Uh, and it's funny how that seems to be the issue for 
both this roster and the previous iteration. Uh, gold differential at 15 is now, on average, now this is across the uh, entire split, so let me just change that up to last three weeks. Please hold. Uh, we have got a number, negative 2,413. That is practically an entire item right that's there. At least two pieces of it. Yeah, that is, that's basically saying at 15 minutes, the other team is ahead an entire item. Now, if you are not a frequent League of Legends watcher, let me just note that that is an insane power spike, and you're playing from so far behind that the game is practically unwinnable at that point. I mean, Curly, when it comes to solo queue, if you know that you're an item down <laughs> uh, against your lane opponent, uh, I mean, what can you even do? You just sit under tower, right? Uh, gank the mid laner and flame the jungler is <laughs> what you should always do. Hey, don't flame the jungler. We do, <laughs> we do our best for you top laners around here. And realize, and realize nothing mattered anyway because it was all decided by the bot lane. Whether it's true, now, whether they did well or not, it it was. They still, like, you're in your island. But, yeah, um, being at a gold deficit, not not exactly fun. No. 65, you know, maybe a ward down. Cool. 2,000? Oof. And, I don't know, the thing about it is, like, when I watch this weekend, and I'll cover it more in the recap, is this just wasn't the issue the first weekend they mm -hmm. popped on the stage and so i'm curious as to in this round robin why it became that but yeah Knox. i mean when you see a number like negative 2400 at you know 15 i mean what does that what does that say to you about you know where this team needs to step up you know what we can do to avoid situations like that in the future i mean does it come down to drafting champions or being more proactive you know how do you see that it's funny because like we're still struggling in the early game right in which case the reason we're struggling in the early game is different from the other uh from the academy team currently or the old lcs team however you want to phrase it yeah in which case the old lcs team had struggles with being able to have cohesion and being able to match map movements on top of being able to just be able to cohesively fight the opposing team like in lane for the most part they're pretty solid right they weren't ever really struggling too much but now what you're noticing is a lot of these gold leads are coming from the lane itself and basically a lot of the individual decisions being made in the lanes and we're losing the lanes is what's really causing us a lot of our gold deficits so at the end of the day i think for this squad it's just they're the they're they as players are not as good which is why they originally academy players right I right mean, flyquest had good scouting in that aspect players than the academy team so we're gonna put them in lcs but unfortunately they didn't have good cohesion and so after a certain amount of time flyquest goes okay well this team has cohesion let's bring them up and it goes to show well they're just not better players so one way or another i don't know how we want to do it but we have got to figure out a way to get the good players mixed with the cohesion somehow so that way we can start having performances on stage because we can't have successful games without one or the other. Did I die? No, you're I good. Sandy. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I'm here. Uh, it's just uh, <laughs> pouring I, 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 rain I, I, out. I, 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 so I'm just uh... I wasn't really sure. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I don't remember much of the TL VOD, if I'm being honest. I watched it earlier <laughs> this afternoon. It, it was a little painful. Yeah, I, I wish I could forget it, so. To be fair, they were all a little painful. Yeah, well, look, ooh, we got that nice look, ASMR. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we can, uh, you, if we want to do an ASMR <laughs> podcast, just let me know. And we are canceled. <laughs> Show's over. Right. Uh, you know, great show tonight, folks. It's on the podcast uh, channel. Yeah, yeah. Great show tonight. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Um, so... Knox, Curly, I want to hear from you guys. Another one of you can take this. Uh, you know, clearly Alfari getting so far ahead on the Camille was a big issue. Um, I believe the set was the final pick uh, for us uh, on red side. So we picked the set into the Camille. Um, do you feel like there's somewhere else we could have gone uh, in regards to top lane? Let me remind you what the bands. Poppy? what the bands were. So we had Gwen, uh, Renekton, uh, technically Olaf, because Adam in uh, LEC has played Olaf top lane. Uh, Viego and Gangplank were banned out. Um, so, I mean, were there any other options that we could have taken uh, into this top lane matchup? Poppy. Yeah, I, 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 take Poppy. I agree with the Poppy. The only thing you have to be careful with is I don't know if Kumo has the experience on it or not, which is probably the reason why they didn't pick it. But yeah, you pick Poppy into this comp. Oh yeah. my God, Camille Poppy's gonna have a field day, right? Yeah, Camille can't. Well, and then on top of that, they also have uh, Irelia and Leona. She can just say stop. L no. Literally every single one of the champs <laughs> outside of Varus, and even then, I think Varus bought Prowler's Claw. Uh, Prowler's Claw that game. Aww. So it literally, she could have stopped all five champions at any point. Oh, that would have been beautiful. Oh, I would have loved to have seen that. So, and then yeah, I, I would, yeah, I would say the poppy, but I think the set. I really do think the set is not a bad pick here. I think set it was is just a not... good pick into Camille. Yeah, yeah. And then it's... another another pain point I felt was the rumble in the jungle. Uh, this champion was notorious uh, for the last several patches, but by all accounts is no longer a top tier jungler uh you know the diana had been banned out uh zin Zhao obviously banned uh viego and gwen as well so jungle options were somewhat limited and we did need a source of ap um so i'm gonna throw this out there but lilia was buffed on eleven yeah. point four, I was uh, about to say. I was gonna say Lilia too. Yeah, where I where was the Lilia pick? I feel like that should have been the well. Lilia Diana, or Diana. Diana was banned um, in this oh. game, but sorry. Uh, no, you're good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Lilia. I firmly agree that I I feel like the Lilia would have been a fantastic uh, pick here because it, I also want to backtrack. Yeah, Poppy, good pick. <laughs> Cannon. Okay. Probably would have been spicy into Camille. Would have added some AP. Would have added some range, which would like he'd be able to poke the hell out of Camille. Um, and if the Fed can and one real good alt can mess some people up in some team fights, you know, mm -hmm. so might have been a good one too. No, I firmly agree. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I and then yeah, multiple you know other issues in this game saw so a lot of like whiffed ultis bad engages just you know things didn't work out and it was a bit of a 
bit of a run over. Knox, you had something you wanted to bring out? Well, I just, again, emphasizing the Lily pick, because the other thing is Rumble doesn't offer all that much CC. And if you look at our team comp, the only yeah. real form of CC you have is the Thresh, who skill shot CC, and then the set, if you can get the angle and an ultimate on it, right? And so I think the Lily here would have just added levels upon levels of uh, depth to our comp just due to the CC aspect that she would have had on top of it still being AP. So I, I think that's just a really big oversight for a lot of LCS teams, not even just FlyQuest, but mainly FlyQuest right now since we're looking at this TL game. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Aurelia by game end was just impossible to kill. Uh, we just tried so hard. We could not could not get that Irelia down. Um, and, you know, this is a good uh, segue moment for me to say. An interview that I did with Loyota uh, was recorded straight after this matchup. And you know what? That interview will be played after the show tonight. So you can hear when I ask him what he thinks went wrong in that game. Because uh, he does give a nice little one to two minute answer about uh, where he thinks uh, things went. So be sure to stick around after the show. We'll be transitioning straight into that interview. Uh, is that pretty much all we've got for the TL game? Do we want to move forward? Uh, for the TL game, uh, outside of the fact that I feel like the league gods were punishing me for my uh, the fact that I don't <laughs> like Jensen... Uh, yeah, that, that's about it. Because I just, I'm sitting yeah. here literally the, before the game, I'm like, I don't respect Jensen. He's not that good of a mid laner. And then he comes out and he has like a 10-1-3 game on Irelia. I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Classic, of course, right? Yeah, go next. Um, all right, Cloud9, the Saturday game. Uh, this was the fun one where we got to bust out a little bit of a different look. A triple mm -hmm. with the Malzahar into the LeBlanc. Um, specifically the Bizahar. It's important Specifically the Bizahar. I really want to shout out Triple for dropping the Bizahar skin onto the Rift. I thought the most hilarious thing, I did not realize this about the Bizahar skin, when he ults somebody, he's just straight up spraying them with honey. And that's how he suppresses them, is he just <laughs> literally sticks them in place with honey. I think that's fantastic. Oh, that is excellent. <laughs> I think that's an incredible move. So, uh, yeah, the Malzahar into the LeBlanc. We let the Xin Zhao uh, come through. Um, it was interesting to see, Nox, I want to get your opinion on this. You know, we banned Irelia uh, first ban on red side, uh, you know, and, you know, didn't bother to ban the Gwen or Viego. We end up taking both the Gwen and Viego, but the Irelia ban, I was like, is this because of what happened yesterday? Do we just not want to play against Irela anymore? I mean, what were your... How did you feel like this draft went? So, the Irelia bans uh, for actually both this match and the next match, because it's banned in the Dignitas match, too. Yeah. Um, I actually think are legitimate bans, because Perks can play a very mean Irelia, and I'm sure uh, after the thumping that they got from Jensen, who does not strike you as a typical Irelia player... Uh, you actually play someone who can play Irelia, yeah, you're going to put the respect ban on it. And so I'm okay with the Irelia ban, at least for this one. The Yusui one, probably a little more debatable. I don't know if you really needed to. Um, but at the end of the day, I don't think it really mattered because they went with such a weird, bizarre pick in the Kindred mid. But 
Yeah, for this one, at least for the Cloud9 match, I'm kind of okay with the Irelia ban. Because uh, Perks is actually a very good Irelia. And then you were also asking, like, my thoughts on the draft itself. Uh, yeah, so, hang on, let me... I keep getting distracted by uh, thunder and lightning going on outside. So, if I suddenly <laughs> really disappear from the standing. podcast, uh, you will all know exactly why that is. So, yeah, we get the uh, Gwen and Viego. Uh, we kind of, I believe we traded letting have ha, letting Cloud9 have Xin Zhao, uh first pick, and then we take the Gwen and Viego in response. So, that's nice, theoretically, right? Two very powerful champions right now. Uh, and then the Callista Leona into Tristana Rakan. And again, Leona into Rakan, uh, a counter matchup. So my struggle here with this game, uh, and Curly, I want to hear from you on this, on your thoughts here too, is we got two of the most powerful champions, Gwen and Viego. Mm -hmm. We got the Leona counter into Rakan, and we got the Malzahar counter into leblanc i will say perks in his interview afterwards like yeah i don't think it's as good of a counter any anymore maybe he was just memeing on us per usual but uh multiple counters two really powerful champions what went wrong how how do you not win with this our bot lane did not get the win conditions that they needed to with champions like Callista and leona into a tristana recon that is a bot lane that we should absolutely wreck and destroy and we went even in it. That so, is the main issue that I have sure. with this. Okay, so would you have rather... Us, rather bleh, I can't talk tonight. I'm sorry. Would you rather have seen us go for proactive ganks in bot lane rather than focus elsewhere as such we did? Um, or would you have rather them just be more aggressive in the bot lane? Look for the 2v2 kill. Look for... Uh, look to, you know, single out the Rakan or jump on the Tristana. How would you have played that? So, well, if you, yeah, go Curly. If you ask me, I think the uh, big thing is, is NXI is just getting stretched thin. I, I don't think it's, like, there's a lot of ways you can try to play this. But <clears throat> NXI has to be everywhere, and he can't be. Because the teams, I think, are taking this more this roster more seriously now. They keep applying pressure to the solo lanes effectively and, like, have stepped up their game in the bot lane. And so they just really... They're really making it difficult for NXI to just be an effective jungler. So, um, especially, they had a great start in this game where we got the early uh, buff from stole stealing it from them, stealing the red buff, and then almost killing perks right off the bat. And they just turned it around by just being a lot cleaner and then eventually just making more picks. And I think that's why we can't really focus ganks on the bot lane as much. Because if we do, then they're just going to keep focusing Kumo. And because <clears throat> Kumo gets bullied a lot uh, these last two weeks, if you at least from what I noticed. And that's why he's struggling to be as present as he was before. Yeah, it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier of just... Right now, as individual players, the players on this team are not quite up to the caliber of the rest of the high-end LCS, right? And so a lot of these matches, it's just we're, we're losing the lane and we're not getting like the matchups. Uh, we're not getting the wins in the areas on the map that we need to actually be able to get to the mid to late game, which is where this team thrives. And it, 
it, it's it sucks. It is what it is. Obviously, the guys just need more time to practice. Yeah, I. It feels like it's less of a a synergy cohesion issue because clearly that is there, and we saw that uh, in that early four game win streak. Um, Dude, even in some of the losses, like we we even, still show great cohesion. Yeah, cohesion, proactivity, you know, everything you could uh, want uh, from a young team. Uh, but yeah, again, I feel like to go back to the earlier point about the early game and the goal differential at 15, you know, that's that's one tool that you can use to look at it. But uh, if you also look at the early game rating uh, for the squad, you know, it's 28.7. That's the lowest in the league. I mean, the next closest is counter logic gaming at 36 and then everyone else kind of hovers, you know, around 50, 55. Um, I'd be so, curious to see if you took the comparisons of this team and the original FlyQuest team and looked at their early game ratings and the differences. All right, hang on. I'm going to do that right now. Because uh, I, I'd like to see what the difference is in terms of uh, early game rating between the two squads. Sure, let's do it. It's currently being processed. Stats. Ahoy. All right. The team... So the other roster was 36.5, so literally a 10-point difference, but still, frankly, awful uh, in comparison to the rest of the league. Um, so, so there's that. Now, if you want to know what early game rating means, let's just define that a little bit better. So this is a statistic from Oracle's Elixir, Tim Sevenhusen, uh, complex modeling, basically. So... Early game rating is centered at 50, with scores higher than 50 being stronger and lower than 50 being weaker. 60 or higher is very good. A rating of 40 or lower is very poor. Um, so, uh, and then for mid to late rating, a mid late rating of plus 15 or higher is very good, while negative 15 or lower is very poor. Uh, so, 26.8 is worse than very poor um <laughs> oh, no. which is, that's rough i'm sorry that's rough and then uh the mid to late rating for the squad is a 15.7 so that's good that's actually very good um in you know according to this uh statistics so it's weird because it's this dichotomy of atrocious early game and game uh oh did we lose power oh no nope, i'm good i'm good okay we're good we're good we're good <laughs> i i welcome to the tech issues show. I, yeah welcome to the uh <laughs> welcome to the things that uh go bump the night show um all right so that was a lot of statistics right there all that to say early game awful mid to late game actually pretty good if we can get there so what does that mean what do we need so, to do so what does that mean uh get better at early game um specifically for this team get better at laning and be better individual players which yeah like i know that's me saying it as a gold player but i mean if we want to see this team succeed that that is what it is we need no we, we need yeah. to see them do better in lane I mean, Curly, how would you, if you were going to try to improve your early game, 
I mean, what would be some things that you would try to do, right? Think like in terms of a coach, like what would be some things you try to, you know, coach your players on getting better at, you know, not saying that these are specific FlyQuest things to work on, but, you know, concepts basically. I mean, when I'm trying to work on my early game, which if I'm being honest, I think is personally also rather shit right now. Um, so I need to work on it. Uh, it comes to like just <clears throat> knowing when to trade, how to maintain a good wave manipulation, keeping the pressure um, on, but like even if you're playing weak side, always have the advantage or be prepared to like just snap back at them. Like those are the things I try to improve on as a top laner specifically. Um, and knowing where your jungler is, all that, like, those are a few major things you just want to keep focusing on the early game, um, so that you can be prepared for, all right, it's my turn to have, like, let them push in, so then NXI can come up, and we can delete them, and then we can turn it around, push in the wave, crash it, go get the Herald, you know, all that. Or be prepared, or at least be prepared for a fight, because of course it's never going to be the... Not never, but seldom going to be so simple. Right. Because Perks is going to TP in, Jensen's going to TP in, someone's going to TP in, something's going to go crazy, or maybe the support was Roman and you didn't realize it. But those are just the few things I think I would focus on, and then right. maybe that's what they need to do. Yeah. Well, uh, I suppose we'll have to find out uh, next week if some of these early game issues can be fixed. Because the thing is, uh, I mean, even in the if I'm thinking correctly, of the Team Liquid game could possibly be the C9 game. But we went for a late invade on the red buff. Mm -hmm. I think it was, it was the C9. Team Liquid. It was C9. C9. Yeah, we went for a, a late invade on the red buff. NXI is able to smite it away, you know, and he's level two, you know, starting up his camps. Um, like, those are advantages that we should be translating to early ganks Huge. and building up, like... I'm sorry, but if you're, you know, already up to level two, if you're a level two Viego, right, uh, and you've got a Callista Leona bottom lane uh, that you want to punish the bot lane fast and early, uh, level two, get that level three, and then come on down. Let's go for a gank. Let's go for an early play. You know, make something happen. Um, and after seeing a team that was super proactive for a while, uh, it felt a little frustrating to not see them take that lead and, and do something with it. Knox, you look like you got something to say. Bring it on. I was gonna say, to, to play devil's advocate here, sure. um, from my readings and my understandings of how that bot lane should work is you shouldn't even need to have any outside resources be given to the bottom lane when you have a lane like Callista Leona, especially yeah. into something like a Tristana Rakan. Like that, that lane should be shoved in 24 seven under tower, like trying not to die. That is naturally how that two V two works. And so FlyQuest drafting this probably has a thought process of, okay, we have priority. We should not ever be losing this lane. We can go send NXI wherever else we need him to, AKA the top lane where Kumo has been struggling recently and yeah. get him ahead on the Gwen versus a Nar, which that Gwen hard wins later on versus the Nar, but loses early versus the Nar. So I can see the thought process, but it just the bot lane didn't show up that game. Like sure. that, that game, I really, really like NXI has his own issues, but like that game is really, really on the bot lane 
like, and I know they didn't really have any gracious big stuff happening, but like that game is really on the bot lane for us for sure. Uh, Curly, any final thoughts on the C9 game before we move forward? Um, I mean, less to say about FlyQuest and more to say about I think C9's kind of waking up again. Um, and so if we do make it into playoffs and we eventually have to face them, I really hope we wake back up too. I agree. Uh, all right. So after playing TL and C9, we had officially played the top five teams in the LCS. Uh, so you would think things would start to get a little easier. We're heading on down towards the bottom half of the standings. Uh, and we run into the yellow and black Dignitas. Um, in our final date of the year. And in our final date of the year, correct. Uh, I don't know if any of you all have seen this, but Dig and Fly have a little bit of a Twitter romance uh, going on. It's very <laughs> cute. Um, Dignitas, a team hovering uh, around the 50, the 500 mark all season long for the most part. Um, a team that you would think is beatable. And all of us, I believe, predicted the Fly W here. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, Kindred Mid, though, had something else to say. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the broadcast uh, that night was when Hi and Emily Rand are standing there doing like this really intense, you know, oh, we're going over draft. Uh, you know, looking at it, inspecting it, analyzing it carefully, and then Kindred Mid comes out, and they're just like, uh, yeah, we don't know anything about this. And they just, <laughs> <laughs> they're just completely, they're about as lost as we are. Um, and that felt good to know that even the LCS broadcast folks can, um, can lose their place from time to time. Uh, but this game... I mean, give me your give me your thoughts here, fellas. I mean, this was this was a match. This was draft. Well, no, it's not just draft if. This no, is, but not it was draft. a big draft if. I I I wonder. Which, I, I I I wonder which garbage can they pulled this tra uh, draft out of. Ooh. Because Ooh. it must have. Someone come like, the oven. Where's the oven at? <laughs> Check because that oven, baby. It must have been like next to the garbage can that they pull that dig pulled theirs out of, <laughs> but like just full of more trash. Right. Because I despise the bot picks. I don't like that we picked Kogma or Tom Kench, much less both of them together. Mm -hmm. Um, Tom Kench in the support role now is just kind of a soft int if you ask me uh his kit is a lot more made to be a solo laner now like that was literally the whole purpose um and another thing is i think i heard uh who is it crumbs and pastry times that we're casting yep. i think i heard them mention at one point that diamond uh, just wasn't quite using his w's effectively and i i kind of agree with it and i think diamonds 
a great support player. I do like him. I think he cleaned up his issues from spring um, and <clears throat> all that. But I, from what I saw yesterday, it doesn't seem like he's had much time on the new Kench, uh, and it showed. Um, I think into Draven Leona, we obviously got the Callista band, and because Helmo's pretty good on Callista, so we couldn't have picked Callista. But Tristana was wide open. I think Tristana might have been a good pick. Um, <clears throat> heck, someone we haven't seen in a while that I think would be really good is like Akaisa or Samira. They're pretty reliable, like, hyperactive ADCs that if you get them fed, they're a monster for everyone. Um, like, just... So, ADC, the Kog'Maw, I hate. The Tom Kench, and yeah. I don't know, we could have gotten Nautilus. We could have gone for maybe a mage support, because we already had a tank in the form of Gragas, you know? Just a few other things. And then Gragas is another thing I have the issue with. Um, I know he's kind of been peeking his way into the jungle recently. Um, I still don't like it. I don't feel it's terribly effective. Uh, it, it, it was just rough. Yeah. And then the fact that we let Gwen get first picked on the blue side? Bro! Yeah. Why? Yeah. If you're not going to pick it on the blue side, ban it. It was silly. That's, so that's... Oh. All right. Oh. Very good, Knox. Any, any, uh, <laughs> any, any rebuttals or agreements? I, or I, I, I've actually got a couple of rebuttals on this. Ooh, um, bring it on. So podcast, podcast yeah. debate. Let's go. Let let it be known, though. I have all this. I agree on everything about the Tom Kench. The Tom Kench is a terrible pick. There's nothing I can say to defend this Tom Kench pick. It is actually. Correct when Curly says, "What garbage can did they pull this pick out of?" It is bad. Okay. <laughs> um, however, the Kogma here actually can be good into this Draven Leona lane, and the reason for that is, is the extended range on Kogma's W allows him to poke down the Leona and the Draven very, very effectively, and it actually allows uh, the bot lane of Kogma to have priority in it if he can spend it correctly like if you play if you play both matchups perfectly the kogma wins it through poke and it doesn't allow the draven to actually get any lane pressure in problem is when you pair it with a tom kench it doesn't matter and it doesn't it does jack jack all right yeah, so yeah. the Kog'Maw's fine but you you needed to pair it with something else outside of the tom kench um curly talking about doing like a nautilus or even uh, a mage support I was going to say, let's go Juggermaw. Juggermaw works just fine here um, because yeah. it has even more poke. It makes sure that it's very difficult for the Leona to stick onto the Kog'Maw. Um, it can CC the Draven if need be, or it can even speed up the Kog'Maw if he's hunting him down. Like, there's a lot of opportunity here for the Lulu to do great here. And it doesn't even have to be the Lulu. It could be anything else. But the Tom Kench without the Devourer anymore is just not a great support champion anymore. So... I mean, there's a reason why there's a reason why Blaze Olive has started playing it in the mid lane, you know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um the other thing is I realize I keep looking at my mic and not at the camera. <laughs> um, anyway, um yeah, no. Kogma pick good. Tom Kench pick really, really bad. Um Gragas pick, what pick was it exactly? Can you can you guys tell me? I'm struggling to look it up right uh, now. Gragas into Volibear. 
Yeah, like what what pick? Yeah, hang, on, hang, on, hang on, hang uh, on, hang on. It oh. was it was uh, it was oh, our yeah. third pick on blue side. So it went uh, Viego. Then they took Gwen Draven, and we took uh, Lucian Gragas. They went Leona. Um, and junglers okay. that had been banned before that were just Zinzao and Diana. So, so there was so there was yeah. a lot open. There was so much open at the at that moment. I don't mind the Gragas, and here here's why I don't mind it. Um, Draven is a very immobile champion, and if you mess up once in your positioning, that Gragas flask is going to send you flying right towards the enemy team, and it's game over. Um, granted, I can't say this is smart drafting from FlyQuest, but technically the Gragas is very good into the Kindred, but basically they counterpick themselves in that, so it's not benefit to uh, FlyQuest, it's more of like, what are you doing, Dignitas? But clearly it worked out. Um, but yeah, Gragas is good for the against the Draven and the Kindred. It can displace both of them, and it can really heavily punish them both. So I actually don't mind the Gragas picks here so much, but clearly it wasn't used effectively, and I think that has more to do with NXI as a jungler, and less as the champion of Gragas. Um, outside of that, the only other thing I really need to highlight on this match was Lucian should absolutely dominate the Kindred in land. Ended up losing the lane. Yeah. Um, that is not expected. That shouldn't happen. And basically, a lot of that is just like, how did we let the Kindred get away with that? There's no reason the Kindred should have gotten away with that. Um, so yeah. I can tell you how the Kindred got away with it. By all means, go ahead. <laughs> we kept giving Kindred the red buff. Yeah. That is how Kindred got away with it. They paid, played two junglers and had two junglers jungling half the time. <laughs> it's like a year ago, when I was first starting to play ranked, I was able to clear about half of uh, Silver 4 by spamming Kane top because it was kind of busted at the time. And then if I got fed, you had another jungler just roaming the map. We've got a frozen Nox where got a frozen I Nox stunned board. him so oh. much with my rebuttal. With his rebuttal. It, 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 uh, it's showing fine on mine, I don't know. Yeah, it's just oh, no. frozen on the stream. Uh, oh, I don't know why yikes. that is. Uh, uh, give me a right. sec. Keep talking. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep we'll keep stalling for time here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. It's yeah, I can't get over the Tom Kench support. Uh, that's my big issue. <laughs> my biggest issue with the draft. I mean, look. We can talk about the Kindred mid all we want, right? It's That's not something that we're going to be able to predict and, um, you know, ban out, right? So, like, that's that's on Dignitas. That's their pick to make, right? Uh, so we can only control what we draft and what we ban. Um, yeah, and I just don't like the... Don't like the Tom Kench. I mean, you know, you see Kogma uh, Lulu a lot. I feel like Lulu might have been a decent uh, option there. Um, you know, if you're looking for, uh, other tanks, uh, I don't know if Nautilus is a good support to pair with the Kogma, but, you know, there were other options there. I just don't think that Tom Kench, uh, was the, was the way to go. You know, a bit of a, bit of a frustration and bit of a, uh, scuffed video on the stream right now. Hang on. Oh it's coming. Yeah, there we go. We're, we're back. It's coming back. back. 
<laughs> you were just in between both. <laughs> uh, oh, it's still okay. There we go. It's fixed. It was just all your right. shoulders for a bit there. We're good, fellas. Uh, all is well. Uh, if you are just listening to the audio version of this, uh, you've missed a lot. Uh, mostly just video. Uh, Mainly, Knox just struggling with technology tonight. It's been a rough night for me. And and Knox speaking in the third person. So uh, <laughs> and like, SD Knox returning. Literally. Yeah, breaking his laptop. You know what it was? Man, you gotta stop playing TFT right before stream. I know, you know? I was then, raging then, too hard. And then when you don't get top four, I mean, stop smashing your laptop <laughs> on your desk, dude. Like, come on. That's dude, I lost, I lost to a person playing eight Hellions. I was upset, okay? <laughs> that's, that's... Uh, no, that makes sense. Hellions are busted. Yeah. I played one TFT match this entire, uh, whatever they're called, played Hellions only second place that's that's riot toxicity right there for you uh okay dignitas that was a game uh anything else we want to bring forward before we move on to the next topic of conversation um individual game wise i got nothing lovely curly uh okay to say no we're in a i think we're in an abusive relationship with dignitas oh 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 boy well we're not gonna we a, we're not gonna we explore on, that one uh we went on gonna... five dates with them this year and lost all yeah well clearly this relationship is not working out and uh for our mental health uh we should probably abandon it yeah the uh other things that uh have been abandoned uh Vision, uh, Knox, I believe that you have some uh, statistics. You would like to pull up <laughs> about, about, uh, about Vision's score. So why don't you take the floor for a little segment that we're calling uh, Knox's Nostradomical narking i don't know <laughs> what i was gonna say if you pull this out of your ass right now i'm gonna be impressed <laughs> what anyway <laughs> um oh wow. god i don't even know how to follow that up right now just just ignore pretend okay. to be the best intro and okay the best setup to a segment ever anyway uh so once once again, I would like to bring up the issue of vision with this team currently, specifically with the issue regarding NXI. So currently, I'm looking at Oracle's Elixir, and if you go pull up all the jungle stats for yeah, you are sorry, Sandy, I see you, right in chat. Um, if you go to Oracle's Elixir and you look up all the junglers in the LCS that have played currently this split, right, and you scroll over to wards per minute and wards cleared per minute. And if you go look, you'll see that Santorin is currently ranked, granted he hasn't played that many games, uh, or Jose Diodo. These are the top two people. Santorin and Jose Diodo have the top most cleared uh, wards put down out of any jungler in the LCS currently. The next highest is Xerse, who actually has all the games played currently. These people have, and I'll, I'll rank them, Santorin has 0.68 wards placed per minute. Jose Diodo had 0.53 wards place per minute. And then Xerxe, who has been the most consistent playing jungler in the LCS right now, has 0.52 wards per minute. So basically, they're putting down a ward every two minutes. Is usually these top guys. Oof. 
That's Jose Diota, by the way, who hasn't played in here for a while. And even this was also on a losing team. So it goes to show that our vision was probably pretty solid via Jose. I would like you, however, to scroll to the bottom of said list. And you will see that NXI is third from last with 0.27. And the reason I highlight this is because the past six games now, Jose Diodo has probably had the worst vision score out of anyone in the game. Anyone. Even on his team and even against the opposing team. And I began wondering why that is. And so I started to play a lot of the statistics. I started like looking at map movement where I can. Um, unfortunately, I'm not smart enough to point out reasons why uh, map movement is not giving him the vision score he needs. Um, just, however, it is consistent in these past six games that he's not placing down that many wards. And so, also, at the same time, if you look at the wards cleared per minute, guess who was number one earlier on in this split? Jose Diodo. He had the most wards cleared at .42 per minute. And then you had Spence Garen at second, who hasn't been full-time because Contracts has been sharing a little bit of time with him. The next highest is Spica, who has played every game at .38. NXI, you guys want to guess where he is? I'm going to go with uh, bottom bottom two. Curly? I'm going to go with bottom. Curly, you were correct. He is hey, technically, dead. we were both correct. <laughs> technically, you're both correct, but Curly's more on the nose. So NXI is actually the worst ward-clearing jungler in the LCS right now. I, I, uh, I am not smart enough or good enough at League to tell you why that is, but that is a huge issue currently, that NXI is both the third worst ward-dropping jungler in the League and the worst weird ward-clearing jungler in the League. In the league, bleh, words. Sure. Something in that aspect needs to change. I don't know how you do it. I don't know uh, what coaches need to say to him. I don't know what analysts need to say to him. But a lot of our issues, I feel, are stemming from the fact that NXI is not getting proper ward vision for FlyQuest. And mm -hmm. proper ward denial vision from the opposing teams. Once that is solved, I think a lot of the early game issues currently... May actually have, uh, may actually disappear if we get that figured out because it's going to be harder for the jungler on the opposing team to make plays, and it may be easier for us to make informed decisions. So coming in the next week, I really, really want to emphasize, and I'll emphasize this in the weekend forecast as well. I really, really want to emphasize seeing what NXI can do with his vision and the way he passes around it and what he does with his wards. Like I really like that is my big thing that I'm watching the next three games. Curly, and I think uh, I was I was going to ask you, Curly. Uh, do you feel like that might be a mindset thing where he's just not used to uh, going for as much vision or clearing it out, or like more of a technical thing where you know he's just not uh, again he's just not thinking about it? Like, is is there a do you feel like there's a direct explanation for that? Maybe, or I mean, how do you see what's going on there? Well. I know that, um, personally, and granted, I'm not a, uh, not an LCS player, obviously, but personally, when I am struggling in matches, and I'm, like, frustrated with why am I letting this thing happen so much, like, why am I losing this camp to this, 
why do I why am I losing these trades? Why am I doing this? My mind personally goes to focusing on getting myself a better item. Not getting a ward. Like I might buy it if I'm like, alright, I should get a ward, but I like I get that blindness of like, how can I improve my personal stats? Um, so that might be the same thing that's happening to him. He might be feeling like he's behind, even though he isn't you like used to that because he was stomping in academy had the great first weekend when he climbed up to the lcs and now that's not quite there so maybe he's just trying to improve his personal mechanics and the vision is just getting pushed to the side and so he needs to realize hey maybe I do need to purchase these wards more, and I need to get a sweeper more so I can clear out this vision. So, because it's not, they won't know where I am, and I can use that to steal their resources and then get a better item and then get ahead of them. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we know that uh, vision is an integral part of the, you know, professional league scene uh yeah if you're a jungler you know getting those wards clearing up those wards i mean that's you know almost your number almost your number one priority you know sometimes uh and most of the time it is if not you know farming up and going for some ganks uh, and securing objectives you know vision is super key uh anything else we want to hit on that before we move forward i mean i got my big point out cool all right. Well, let's move towards next week, the final week in LCS, week nine. It all comes down to this, folks. Uh, a lot of playoff spots, while secured, actual seeding is still uh, kind of a mix. Um, you know, we could see something crazy where, uh, you know, Cloud9 and uh, Evil Geniuses uh, leapfrog. Both TSM and Hundred Thieves for that one and two uh, spot. You know, all kinds of crazy shenanigans could happen. Nothing is really solidified, um, except really for uh, you know six team, five or six teams being in uh, five teams being up there for the upper bracket. Uh, Dig and Immortals still kind of uh, jockeying for sixth place. Uh, and then the three horse race between us, Golden Guardians, and CLG for the final playoff spot. Uh, let's move into our scheduling. We are playing the three worst teams besides us in the LCS next week. Not in that order. I believe we start the week uh, playing Golden Guardians. Oh, really? Did it change? Uh, no, it, it's GG, Immortals, then CLG. Yeah. I... Oh, it, it, so actually it did change, because I, I know this because I meant to pick them. So originally it was Immortals, then Golden Guardians, and then CLG. Oh, interesting, because uh, when you and I did the show last week, Nox, I'm pretty sure Golden Guardians was the first matchup. Um, it, may, it, it may have been that way last week, but when I originally, at some point, it it did change because like right. if you go look through my pickums, it that's how it's ranked. Yeah. LCS, what plans are you making? <laughs> I know, right? What what <laughs> script are you writing? Uh, okay, so 
Oh, this final week is a doozy. Um, well, do we want to bring up our picks for the week uh, on stream? Is that where we want to go with this? Yeah, send it. Let's, All right. Let's yeah. send uh, it, baby. I, for I forgot to change the image earlier, so hold on. Ba -ba -ba. Oh, okay, we will... Uh... Yeah, so 3-0 uh, against uh, Evil Geniuses, 100 Thieves, and whoever else we were playing that week is what's going to happen right now, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's... That makes uh... sense. All right, hang on. That's how that's how we lose. That's how we end the split. There we go. Bam. All right, sweet. So for the first time in flight check history, or at least since we've started putting these on the stream, we all have the same opinion. We are holy crap aligned, ladies and gentlemen. The alignment has taken place, and this might be the ultimate prophecy if that is the case. Move aside, Prophet Cole. It is Prophet Flight Check, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, this, yeah, it's an interesting slate. Um, so we're all saying that we beat the two teams under us and lose to the team above us. Kind of tracks with how things uh, have been going recently. Um, but let's hit each game uh turbo fast uh let's sprint it um golden guardians they looked really good uh for a hot minute with the new licorice edition and now uh after suffering an 03 week themselves uh everyone's kind of sold their stock uh golden guardian stock is uh, selling fast jump on that train if you bought points there um nox why are you feeling a dub against GG, a GG against GG, one might say. Uh, I think the bot lane of Golden Guardians has not been that great. I think Six has made some oopsies uh, along the way on random points throughout various games. So I think even individually, even though our bot lane, well, honestly, most of our players have been struggling individually, I don't think it's that big of a matchup difference. I think triple is more than enough to handle the Blaze Olive. I think that should be a fairly, fairly even standard matchup. Um, Iconic is still not that great. He's not as bad as he used to be earlier on in the year. Uh, he actually has improved, which is great. But I don't think he is going to be doing anything super crazy to where uh, uh, to where NXI is going to struggle versus it. The only thing I'm actually worried about is Licorice versus Kumo. Because Licorice has still looked really, really good in lane. Um, hopefully Kumo can hold the ground, but I think the rest of the map should be more than enough in favor of FlyQuest that I think this could be a dub for us. Best, yeah, best breakup of all time. Uh, Licorice mm -hmm. suddenly getting better. Curly, uh, how are you feeling about this Golden Guardians game? More nervous than I would like to be. Um, because... This was actually one of the games uh, when I was seeing doing my. This was the longest it took me to do any pickups today. I did a lot. I brought in a lot of stats. I brought in a lot of things. I did a lot of contemplation of just like what I remembered from this weekend. Um, and one thing that does have me scared is in this round robin, Golden Guardians is two and four, and we are one and five. And Golden Guardians, one win, uh, one of Golden Guardians' wins was against Evil Geniuses, who are pretty scary. I might say they are pretty good. Uh, yeah. And so that make and they beat Dignitas, two teams which we have lost to this 
like, like very recently. Um, <clears throat> so it's not as confident as I normally am when facing Gold Guardians. Uh, if you want me to be real here, but I just pray that history repeats itself and we just keep <laughs> being better. Um, yeah. I really don't have anything to say about why we will win. I'm just going to say we will. No, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I think, uh, it's a, I'm actually going to say it's a jungle gap. Fair. I'm going to say jungle gap. Um, I think Diamond is superior to Chime. I think Tomo, uh, if not Sticks A's equal, he's pretty up there. Um, I think I like the matchups here. Um, and clearly, I think Golden Guardians is on a downward slope right now, and this could be the game we need to turn things around. Uh, all right. Immortals, we all predicted the L. For my part, uh, Immortals on the upswing. They look good. They look hot. Uh, any team playing them in playoffs better watch out because they could really... They could either 0-3 or they could 3-0 you. Uh, it's uh, depending on the day. Um, <laughs> Immortals is going to be a tough team. Uh, I yeah, I don't really foresee a dub coming through on this one. Curly, starting with you, how do you feel this match will go? Uh, Immortals went back to how they were at the beginning of summer. Um, something happened in the second round, Robin. Maybe the meta didn't favor them. Maybe they were having some organizational issues. I don't know. Uh, but maybe having uh Dardock as a coach is really working out Dardock coach buff confirmed 400 cs hack toxicity like, buff potentially like yeah. i don't know maybe like maybe he just like yelled at Re revenge or something. i don't know like just <laughs> something he, he's just like stop being trash and they were like okay fine. all right sure fine. jeez okay dang uh but also if you look at this here they are if the summer split was accounted how it normally would be yeah they would be in a three-way tie for fourth yeah they're actually like a top half of the league club team mm -hmm. they are among they would be tied with c9 and tl which if you ask me c9's kind of like i don't know where they are anymore i mean that's like, that's they, decent company to be right in now. so yeah, it's decent company to be in but um <clears throat> yeah they're just looking <laughs> pretty scary i think in my pickums i could be wrong I think I have them 3-0 again. Uh across like in the grand pickums, not just here. Yeah, I haven't I haven't looked at pickums for the whole week. Uh Nox Immortals, uh why are we taking an L in your humble opinion? So there there was a reason why I wanted to highlight the vision score earlier, not just because like I think it's a really big detriment to the team right now, but also for this matchup because I think it's the one that we'll lose this weekend. In which case, I highlighted earlier that Xerxes was the third best warding jungler in the league currently. And he's the one who's actually played the most games because the other two haven't played the most games. So those, I don't know if you really should count those stats. So if you want to ignore those top two, technically he's the number one warding jungler in the LCS currently. And that is a huge, huge stylistic matchup difference to what NXI is. And that's going to be a huge benefit towards Immortals as a team versus us. So I think... This is going to be a jungle gap for us. I think Xerxes is probably going to have his way with NXI, and it's not going to be a fun time. 
Um, I think the bot lane should be able to hold itself okay. I think uh, Triple should be able to handle Insanity fairly well. And I think Kumo could actually match up fairly well against Revenge, but I'm not looking forward to this jungle matchup versus Xerxes. Because I, I don't know about you guys, but I actually fairly... I respect Xerxes a lot. I think he's a very, very good jungler. And I think he's kind of slept on when talking about uh, junglers in the league currently. No, I mean, I do too. I mean, who else in this league could accidentally pick Kane and still win on it? I mean, that's just, you know... that's. That's some nutty ability right there to flex with that move. Um, okay, so it's going to be tough. Uh, Mortal should be a tough matchup. They're a good team. Uh, I think anyone in playoffs ought to look out for them. Finally, final game of the week of the season, potentially. Hopefully not. But the dead horse <laughs> that everyone likes to beat up on uh the masters of fallible logic themselves counter logic gaming you 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 you're jinxing us sandy stop <laughs> the chess wizards of there we go yep. lol esports the <laughs> bobby fishers and the gary kasparovs the og msi finalists the 2015 madison square garden lcs summer final champions uh logic gaming uh they are <laughs> logic. logical gaming uh we'll rational... gaming. i'm gonna i'm gonna start an org that's just like called rational gaming uh <laughs> <laughs> and then i'll just be the antithesis to them i'll i'll run an org without uh you know, putting up minute-long sponsored uh, segments that just show me berating the team for going 0-3. So you'll uh, have um, no sponsors, <laughs> only rookies, yeah. and you'll win every game <laughs> ever. I'll go 30 and 11 instead of 11 and 30. Um, or uh, 11 and 31, I think they are. 31 and 11. Yeah. Okay, CLG. Numbers. This should be a dub! They're so bad! I'm sorry for, like, yelling about this, but it's like... We this is a win. This has to be a win. Come on. Uh yeah, no, it absolutely should be. There's absolutely no excuse for FlyQuest to be losing to this team right now. They are a hot, hot garbage right now. Even even with Demonte in the mid lane yeah. now, trying to pull them together. Um which and it's like, I love Demonte, I really do. But yeah. it's like, you know, throwing in a sub mid laner, you know final few weeks of the LCS season is not going to magically fix everything, and clearly it has not magically fixed everything. Uh, yeah, this has to be... This is a must-win game, uh, as mm. they like to say out there. Yeah. So the must-win game. The must-win game. And, and I'll, I'll add this. You, you guys want to know why we're going to go 2-1 this weekend? Oh, oh. Why are we going to go 2-1? We're going to go 2-1 because we went 0-3 last week. And so, because of that, if we go 2-1 next weekend, we continue to keep our average of 1-2 for the entire year. It all comes together. The, the team has to have a 33% winning percentage, or otherwise the universe is imbalanced. Clearly, this is a sign from the gods above. From the rocket uh. gods themselves, uh, they have to go 2-1. Uh, so, yeah, just beat GG, beat CLG. It's that simple. Uh, let's just... Hit. All you really... Look, um, <laughs> to throw back to last year, 
to quote a uh, well-known um, <clears throat> professional LEC player who recently moved to the LCK for this season, Nemesis. Um, oh, technically, he didn't move to the LCK. He just—he's—he's he's a content creator for. Uh, yeah, he's—he's he's just Christian. living in Korea. Point is, point is, just destroy the enemy nexus. Just yeah. That's, all you <laughs> That's clearly all. How you are we? Do. How are we gonna win this game? Well, we'll destroy their nexus. Clearly. Duh. Uh, it's that simple. Uh, quick hit on uh, <laughs> the other—the other playoff seating real fast. Um, so. There are two uh, upper bracket round two spots still up for grabs. Technically, uh, 100 Thieves and TSM have a two game advantage right now, uh, both at 28 wins. And then Cloud9 Evil Genius is behind them at 26. Uh, and then Team Liquid is sitting at uh, what are they at? 25 wins. Um, technically, Team Liquid could make it in, I think, uh, but more likely one of those t uh, two of those top four. Let me hear from Curly first. Which two of those four teams are going to be getting that all-important bye week? Ooh. Oh, man. I wish I remembered my pickups. Um, <laughs> TSM. I remember TSM. Definitely going to be up there. Okay. TSM has a pretty think... easy week nine. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think TSM is going to be first seat. And um, I have 100 Thieves going one and two. But I don't have C9 going 3 and 0 or EG. So it's still going to be TSM and 100 Thieves. Cool. Yeah. So the very, very interesting thing is the very first match of this uh, coming week is TSM versus 100 Thieves, which is yeah. the number one and number two matchup. Huge. Number matchup. one, number one, however you want to phrase it, right? So that's a huge, huge matchup depending on seeding. Honestly, whoever wins that one's probably getting the first seed. Like this is literally a match for first seed right now, which is awesome, exciting. I can't wait to watch it. Um, if I had to say my pickums early, I would probably say TSM is going to take it right now. I'm sorry, Hundred Talk Pod, if you're listening right now, but I don't have faith in y'all. Y'all have looked very shaky. Ooh, so, uh, uh, according to their tweet earlier, they are rebuilding their panic button tonight live on. Yeah, stream, I, so. I, I would too. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think TSM will take uh, first seed. I think Hundred Thieves has probably got enough of a lead gap over uh, Cloud Nine and TL because they also play Golden Gardens, which I think that should be a win. And they play EG, which even if that's a one-two, like uh, I don't think uh, TL's because TL plays EG. And then Immortals, who's also very good. I could see them dropping a game there. And then TL plays Cloud9 later in the week. And then, yeah, I just I don't see a world where basically either of these teams manage to make it into uh, top two because they all just have really... They have some hard matchups somewhere in there, so they're going to take games off each other. And it's just going to allow TSM 100 Thieves to coast on through in the first and second. Yeah, uh, I think that's pretty good. I'm going to get uh, spicy with it. Uh, and I'm going to say that... TSM is going to be one of them, and then Evil Geniuses is going to leapfrog Hundred Thieves. Oh, uh, that is my spicy hot uh, take. I mean, they are playing. So... They've got a tough road. Cloud Nine, TL, and Hundred Thieves. However, my prediction is that final game, Hundred Thieves on Sunday versus EG, that will be the one to decide who gets that final. My internet is 
Oh, it, 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 uh, my Ethernet just decided to uh, crap itself. Oh, well, that's uh, awkward. Hel yeah. Hello, everyone? I think the stream is technically still live. It, it's live well, again. It's live. Rebooted. It's now re-live. Um, this is the Curly QQ show. Well, uh, now. boy, this is... Yeah, this, this is, is going to be edit later. Yeah, this has been a night of... Uh, NA production, that's for sure. Uh, let's wrap up the show then, and then so that I can put a hard cap on the on the audio. Uh, we all say 2-1. We all think TSM will make it through to the top two spot. It's going to be an exciting week nine, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. LEC also having a super week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They'll wrap up their regular season and move towards playoffs, so it's going to be... A great week of League of Legends all around. LCK is coming up to a close real soon, too, so you know that's where it is. This has been Flight Check Season 1, Episode 19. Uh, you can find all our episodes in pure audio format on all of your favorite podcasting-related thingamajigs. Uh, I'm Sandy Toes, at SantosDB. That's Noxwart, Nox, W-A-R-R. That's curly qq curly underscore double q underscore you can follow the show at flight check crew on twitter i post a lot of memes when we lose uh because it's the only way that i know how to cope with the pain uh lots of copium uh yeah lots of copium and lots of uh depression memes so if that's what you like follow the show we do this every monday night 7 30 p.m eastern standard time Normally with less issues. Normally with less issues. Normally we don't have Ethernet go out on us. 2-1. Maybe a 3-0. Hey, that'd be great. It's gonna be. And, we'll, uh, and uh, we'll see how it goes. And we'll see you guys next week for playoffs. Duh, because we'll have a whole playoff you know, week to talk about. How exciting is that? All right. Thank you all for watching. We'll see you all real soon. Adios. Thank you for the Loyota interview. Yeah, stick around for the Loyota interview. It's happening right now.